0: from australia this is vk1 wia and the weekly wia amateur radio news service on rf internet streaming and text at wia.org.au
1: For September 27, this is WIA and the National News Service. I'm Graham VK4BB. Ahead of news from the WIA and our president this week, Australian balloon floating in the Northern Hemisphere. The amazing flight by that foil party-type helium-filled Pico balloon, launched in California by Andy Nugent, VK3YT continues, with its progress on the second week still being tracked. On Saturday, September 12, balloon PS54 went up from San Jose travelled east across seven U.S. states before reaching Baton Rouge in Louisiana. It then travelled across the Gulf of Mexico, traversed Mexico and has looped around the northern Pacific. Tracking of the high-altitude flight shows PS54 travelling at a speed of 70 kilometres per hour has clocked up a distance of more than 7,000 kilometres. Commemorating ANZAC 100, a series of articles have been appearing in the WIA journal Amateur Radio magazine. In a summary of the wealth of material already published, WIA historian Peter Wolfenden, VK3RV, will include how amateur radio in Australia was returned after World War II. That article is still being researched, but the return did come when the PMG began reissuing licences from December 1945. Our ZL friends already have on their calendar, H-Night, which we mentioned here last week, will mark the return of Ham Radio to New Zealand after World War II. And Felix will have more on that in operational news this week. Also commemorating Anzac 100 in that series of articles in AR Magazine, Lloyd Butler, VK5BR, has written on Our Pioneers, and this is a summary of Raymond Keery-Dean, OAM, BK5RK, who began as a teenager learning about radio theory, building basic sets. A member of the RAAF Reserve, he was called up to train as a wireless operator at Point Cook, Victoria. Assigned to Darwin, he monitored, on an AR7 receiver, the first of many enemy raids. Ray was later taken to Pearce in West Australia, where he was involved in the search for HMAS Sydney. After discharge from duty in November of 45, he was a country traveller for a firm that sold clothing and other merchandise. Ray, as a radio amateur, enjoyed CW, was regularly involved with the Radio Old Timers Club and was also heavily involved with the RSL and the RAAF Signals and Radar Association. In 2009, he was given the Order of Australia medal. Ray Dean became a silent key in 2000, aged 93, leaving a legacy of a radio amateur that served his country with war service and helped so many since then. Hi, this is Phil Waite, VK2ASD
2: President of the WIA. In this month's AR magazine, I wrote a President's comment titled, It Never Rains But It Pours. I thought I'd also give a summary on this broadcast about what has been happening over the last month and why the WIA has been so busy. Certainly, by any standard, a lot has happened. Firstly, the Australian Government announced the implementation of the Spectrum Review recommendations. The current apparatus, class and Spectrum licensing regimes will be replaced with a new single licence type based on a set of key parameters Secondly, the ACMA transitioned from its old RADCOM licensing platform to their new Spectra system developed under Project Helm. There are a number of changes that will affect both new and existing licences, and just recently there have been a couple of teething problems which are being worked through. Thirdly, following the review of the WIA's office, it was determined that the existing office structure did not meet our current and future needs. A decision was made to remove the position of office manager and replace it with an executive officer position with much more active responsibility for the development and implementation of strategies designed to improve member services and increase membership. As a result, Mal Brooks has left the WIA and Fred Swainston, VK3 DAC, is acting in that position in the short term. The WIA Board thanks Mal Brooks for his past service and we wish him well for the future. Fred Swainson has hit the ground running and is currently working his way through our business, e-commerce, website and membership database systems. And also revising processes and procedures with a lot of help from the crew of volunteers in Melbourne. That may not sound like much but the exercise has revealed a significant amount of duplication and inefficiency which will ultimately lead to savings in staff time and increased profitability in areas like the bookshop. Most importantly, if all the recommendations of the Government Spectrum Review are adopted, the WIA will need to be ready to play a much greater role in the administration of amateur radio in Australia, perhaps in the not-too-distant future. Change is always difficult and there will be some speed humps along the way. The cost of the office restructure coupled with our international activities this year, including the IARU Region 3 meeting in Bali and the five-yearly World Radio Conference being held this year in Geneva, are both vitally important for amateur radio in Australia, but quite expensive. So 2015 is turning out to be a very expensive year for the WIA. One thing is for sure, we need everyone to support the WIA. If you're already a member, thanks, buy a book or three. If you're not a member of the national WIA, please do consider joining. It's only through membership of the national organisation that you get to contribute and have your say about the future of amateur radio in Australia. Hopefully, pretty soon things will have settled down and I can concentrate on other things, perhaps like radio, which I haven't done for quite some time. More detailed information about these items and more can be found on the WIA website and in the pages of AR magazine. This is Phil Waite,
1: VK2ASD, President of the WIA. Thanks, Phil. Now, we do have a few more items from the WIA board. At last check, only 50% of WIA members had taken advantage of the benefits offered by the WIA's online membership system, which we call MemNet. It's easy and secure to use MemNet, You can choose to pay your membership online, update your personal contact details and to keep your email address up to date. Take a moment today to log into Memnet and check that the details we have on file for you are correct. You access Memnet from the For Members menu on wia.org.au. The Wallace Institute of Australia's annual weekend in May, the WIA AGM weekend, includes an informal members gathering followed by the annual general meeting, an open forum and the traditional dinner with a guest speaker. Both VK100 Anzac and VI9 Anzac call signs will be used on the island. The WIA board has chosen suitable flights, accommodation and venues. Along with a booking form you can find out more details at wia.org.au and an invitation is to be extended to the New Zealand Association of Radio Transmitters. The WIA and NZART have for many years had an interchange of ideas between these two IARU member societies with an observer at an AGM every two years. Following continued interest in use of the WIA logo on QSL cards, it's now conditionally available to members via the WIA website. The copyright corporate logo of the Wireless Institute of Australia, in any form of printed, electronic or online medium, does require the written permission of the WIA board. All applications to use it should be sent to the WIA with full details of the proposed usage and format of the material being produced and the WIA reserves the right to approve artwork containing the WIA logo. The WIA and the Australian Communications and Media Authority are aware of some discussion about the US Technician Amateur Qualification and its equivalent Australian Licence Qualification. The WIA requested earlier that the WIA Training Organisation conduct an assessment of the US Technician Qualification and the appropriate level of the comparable Australian Qualification. The assessment concluded the US tech class is not at a standard or depth of knowledge required at the Australian advanced licence level, but is approximately equivalent to the Australian foundation licence. These conclusions and suggested amendments to clearly clarify the reciprocal licence anomaly have been discussed with ACMA staff, and the ACMA has acknowledged the WIA's position and will consider it further. The available call sign list facility on the WIA website relies on an automated data feed from ACMA. However, due to teething problems with ACMA's new Spectra system, the available call sign facility has had to be temporarily suspended. The ACMA was not able to advise how long it would take to resolve the situation. Want to know what the WIA is doing to encourage
3: amateur radio and member engagement? Wish to be informed on the latest developments that may affect you? Then regularly visit the material on the website, read the WIA Journal, Amateur Radio magazine and listen to the weekly VK1 WIA broadcast. The WIA website, which includes the text edition of this broadcast, is at www.wia.org.au.
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet, streaming and text at wia.org.au.
4: What use is an F-Call? Having a foundation licence, the basic amateur licence in a three-tiered system that is in use in Australia, means that you have access to low power only. 10 watts PEP is the limit today, though that might change as reviews get underway. I've said in the past that if you operate an advanced call as a QRP station, that is, SSB 5 watts or less, you make a contact, you're showered with Accolade. This illustrates that there is a disconnect between an F-call who legally needs to use QRP and an advanced call who chooses to. At the time I suggested that as an F-call you look at the QRP community who will be sharing your experience of low power because they want to, even if you're required to. There are other activities that you can participate in as an F-call using your low-power station. SOTA, or Summits on the Air, is an amateur radio activity where some stations are activated on the top of summits. That is, an energetic individual climbs up a mountain with radio gear, erects their antenna, switches on their station, and starts making contacts. You as an F-call can be the climber, or you can be a home station making contacts with such activated summits. There is a whole community around this activity and it's not limited to summits either. You'll find groups who are activating national parks with the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award, Islands on the Air, Rapidly Deployed Amateur Radio, and many others. You can be the ham in the middle, making contacts, or you can be the ham at home, chasing contacts. Since many of these activities are limited by the amount of gear you can carry, they're often QRP stations, making contacts and having fun. So look around you, there are QRP stations everywhere. They don't make much noise, it's the thrill of the hunt that makes the catch all the more rewarding. Get on air, QRP or not. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima
3: Alpha Bravo. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. WRC. A European Common Proposal, ECP, for an allocation of 100 kHz at 5350 to 5450 kHz has been accepted. This was a hard-fought success with seven abstentions and five against. Azerbaijan, Germany, Romania, Russian Federation and France. It is now up to the African bloc to support the agenda item at WRC, which starts in Geneva, Switzerland on the 2nd of November. The SARL News also reports the meeting also agreed to table two proposals for WRC-19, global harmonisation at 1.8 MHz and global harmonisation at 50 to 54 MHz. South African Hall of Fame. The South African Radio League wants to broadcast the names of some notable amateurs to the world and has created the SARL Hall of Fame to make that happen. The Hall of Fame's purpose, according to the SARL website, is to, quote, recognise lasting contributions to the development of amateur radio and to preserve its history in South Africa. RSGB takes over exam management. The Radio Society of Great Britain has announced it is taking over management of the amateur radio examinations. In a move approved by Ofcom, the responsibility for overall management is being transferred from the Radio Communications Foundation to the RSGB. Amateur Radio and CB. Spain's National Amateur Radio Society, the URE, has created a 27MHz CB portal on its website. The URE say they have created the site as a reference to inform those interested in the world of 27MHz citizens band. Like father, like daughter. Rajesh, Victor Uniform 2, Echo X-Ray Papa, is a proud father in India. He and his 15-year-old daughter Sakshi, Victor Uniform 3 Echo X-Ray Papa, were recently honoured by amateur radio on the International Space Station for having received slow-scan TV images sent from cosmonauts via amateur radio this past July. The transmissions were sent to commemorate the 40th anniversary of the Apollo-Soyuz mission, the first space partnership between the United States and what was then the Soviet Union. As the Amateur Radio Newsline added to the story, it made for a good reason to feel pride in being a ham, as well as the father of a ham. Roswell speaks and records contact with Outer Space. At the New Mexico Military Institute, Roswell, New Mexico, a direct non-telebridge via November 5, Mike Mike, November Alpha 1, Sierra Sierra, and astronaut Kyle Lindgren, Kilo Oscar 5, Mike Oscar Sierra, contact was successful Wednesday 16th. Located in Roswell, New Mexico, the New Mexico Military Institute is known as the West Point of the West. Roswell is located in the southeast New Mexico and is also well known for the Roswell incident, the alleged crash landing of a UFO in 1947. Crew back home on Earth... Now here's a real example of two hands being safely grounded. The two radio amateurs and a third crew member from the International Space Station have arrived home on Earth again. European Space Agency astronaut Andreas Kilo Golf 5 Golf Charlie Zulu, Denmark's first astronaut, and Russian cosmonaut Gennady, Robio November 3 Delta Tango, the Soyuz commander, are back on terra firma, along with Aidan Ambatov, Kazakhstan's first cosmonaut. Last week's item on the blinking chess sheet who used Morse to win came just before a good news story on CW. A Belarus radio amateur has shown the world the right and proper use of CW. Competing at the 12th International Amateur Radio Union World Championship in Macedonia in early September, he set a new world record for code by receiving mixed text at a speed of 250 words a minute. In this case, the cameras here were very visible and very focused on the proud Ham's triumphant smile after his monumental achievement. As for violating anything, well, perhaps the only sanction he might have faced in this case was a speeding ticket.
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
5: Operational News, on Felix, VK4FUQ, 2015. The World Listening for Oceania. Held every October are the Oceania Dix Contests. First there's the Phone Contest and then the following weekend, CW. They are co-sponsored by the Wireless Institute of Australia and the New Zealand Association of Radio Transmitters and managed by a committee of VK and ZL contesters. It has been around since the mid-1930s, was previously called the VKZL Contest and then the VKZLO Contest. One contester describes the Oceania Contest as a time when the whole world points their beam antenna and listens to Oceania. The phone contest starts Saturday, October 3 and the CW Contest is Saturday, October 10 with all logs due by October 31. As always, please study the rules and requirements available on the WIA website. After the Oceania comes the WIA Spring VHF UHF Field Day, the weekend of the 14th and 15th of November. Special event Station DX Speak and Repeater and ZL ZLH Night 50 Years Celebration The return of amateur radio in New Zealand after World War II is to be celebrated in December by Special event Station ZL6H. This Jason Graham reported on last week here in VK1 WIA National News. Well, the seminal publication, Ham Shacks, Brass Pans, and Rag Chewers, reports that H-Night was Saturday, December 8th, 1945, at 7.30pm New Zealand time. It recalls the dubbing of the name H-Night by the then-NZART Secretary Doug Gorman and followed widespread anticipation of the return of amateur radio after World War II. Rob Carter, ZL2IW, given ZL6H by the NZAT, believes that the 50-year milestone should be marked with on-air activity from 7.30pm to 10pm. Many years ago, he had a chat with a local OM calling on 80 metres, who explained that the H night was important and made a contact to remember the return of amateur radio privileges. At the time, Rob ZL2IW worked for the New Zealand Post Office, making that contact significant to the OM, who was on the air for the first H night. A group of radio amateurs from the Western and Northern Cape in South Africa are setting up their radio equipment in the Gamka Valley, also known as the Hell, and DX will be sought. A special event station with the call sign ZS9HEL will be on the air from Thursday, evening 24 September, till Sunday morning 27 September, local ZS time. QSL will be via the Bureau, but preferably via SAQSL, and EQSL should be used. DX will be worked. Vietnam veteran Mail VK6LC will air the call sign XV2VTC in Vung Tau City, Vietnam, from the 24th to the 30th of September. Then from the 16th to the 23rd of October, Mel will operate as 3W2HCM in Ho Chi Minh City. His preference is for CW with some SSB. Mel has also forwarded via our news editor VK4 Baker Baker a request and thoughts to the WA on honouring the 50-year celebrations of the Vietnam Vets. Z21MG Three OK Hams, David OK6DJ, Peter OK1FCJ-OL8R Stroke and Pavel. OK1FPS okay, are active from Zimbabwe to the 30th of September as Z21MG. They will operate on 160 the 10 meters on CWSSB and digital modes, including RITI, RITI in the CQWW RITI contest. PJ2 Gerben FG5M will be active as PJ2-PG5M from Karakau Island, IOTA SA099 until the 26th of September, operating HFCW. QSL virus home call HH2AA radio amateurs from the Radio Club Daiti will be active from Haiti as HH2AA until the twenty seventh of September. They will operate on the HF bands QSL via NR6M. Awards Victoria National Parks Get a Boost Just announces that Amateur Radio Victoria BK3WI will join the Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award activity period in November only eight weeks away. The Brisbane Rangers National Park will see Terry VK3UP set up the control station VK3WI on Saturday, November 14 and Sunday, November 15. This not only ensures hunters are able to log the Brisbane Rangers but can keep up-to-date on other activations and general information. The VK3WI announcement takes to 23 the number of Victorian national parks which have so far registered. Several others are seriously thinking about it. As an extra incentive, the 5th Annual Activity Period will have a free participation certificate for those who register and log 5 National Parks. The Keith Roger Memorial National Parks Award Activity Period is Friday the 13th until Monday the 16th of November. And as I know, VK6FLAB says, this is a great opportunity for F calls. All inquiries to the award manager, Tony VK3VTH. For VK1WIA National News,
6: I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. Hi, I'm Brian VK3GR with this week's worldwide special interest group news starting at CW Morse code gear collection on display. Well preserved and functioning equipment is in a collection by Mike Banjo Patterson VK4MIK that will go on show in Queensland. Known as Mike's Morse Mania display, it has exquisitely restored Morse keys and other heritage radio gear. See it all at the Cardwell Telegraph Museum, the Bush Telegraph on Saturday, October the 3rd. Now to Worldwide Special Interest Groups Digital. And after CW, back in the day, Ritty was king of the digital modes. Now keeping the Ritty dream alive, this weekend sees the CQ Worldwide Ritty DX Contest, September 26 and 27. The goal is for amateurs around the world to contact as many other amateurs in as many CQ zones, countries and QTHs as possible on five bands only. It's 3.5, 7, 14, 21 and 28 megahertz bands. Those interested note there is no 160 meter operation. The RITI exchange is RST report plus CQ zone number of the station location. Stations in the continental USA and Canada can also send QTH. If you browse across the website of the DX zone, you can get links to a selection of popular free-to-use RITI programs, with many more links to other RITI software. Worldwide Special Interest Group's final frontier, Serpens CubeSat deployed from ISS. On September 17, the Brazilian Serpens CubeSat carrying an amateur radio payload, callsign PY0ESA, was deployed from the International Space Station. Serpens is a 3U CubeSat, which was developed by students at the University of Brasilia, ...and focuses on meteorological data collection. For downlink frequencies, that's 145.980 MHz... ...using GFSK modulation at 9600 baud... ...and AX25 protocol transmitting two different beacons. The first occurs every 10 seconds with the message Serpens A. The second beacon is transmitted every 30 seconds... ...and contains the main housekeeping data of the satellite. In addition to the beacons... A simple store-and-forward experiment has been implemented. For more information, please visit HUMSAT.org. Now to Worldwide Special Interest Group's Internet, the HAMS domain and MESH. HAM Radio Team supports road race using high-speed MESH network. Radio amateurs in Utah have again made use of a broadband HAM Radio MESH network to support a public event. Charles Gray, KE6QZU headed a group of ham radio volunteers that set up a high-speed broadband ham net mesh network in the rugged Wasatch Mountains of northern Utah to provide communication along the final 30 miles of the September 11 and 12th Wasatch 100-mile mountain endurance race. Other hams covered the first 70 miles of the race using more conventional technology, including FM voice and packet. For the hams, the terrain added a challenge to setting up the network. At some points, they had to manoeuvre over huge boulders, some the size of cars. Last March, some of the same hams successfully used a broadband 2.4 gig Wi-Fi network to help coordinate the Boy Scouts of America's Scouting for Food project. Worldwide Special Interest Group's IOTA, OC229. VK5MAV will be active as VK5MAV-8 from Croker Island between November 1 to 6. Activity will be on 40 through 10 metres, using mostly CW and vertical dipolar rays on each of the HF bands. QSL via his home call sign, VK5MAV, direct or by the Bureau. Now to rescue radio. Wildfire. In California, an earthquake hits Chile. The emergency communications provided by radio amateurs in the Americas recently has helped authorities in their responses to natural disasters. The firefighters in California, USA, battling wildfires, have been joined by those from Australia and New Zealand. The wildfire threat remains... The Amateur Radio Emergency Services, ARIES, and Radio Amateur Civil Emergency Service, RACES, trained members have worked alongside aid groups in California to provide vital links to shelters housing evacuated residents. In another disaster, an 8.3 magnitude earthquake hit Chile in South America on Wednesday, September 16. Vital information was gathered by radio amateurs from the National Office of Emergency, At least 12 people died, colossal surges of water swept through some areas, and there was severe damage mainly in coastal cities of north-central Chile. Marisa Tabela Pinto, CE2MT, Director of Emergency Communications for the Radio Club de Chile, said the most intense activity by radio amateurs was during the declared tsunami alert stage, which saw the evacuation of around a million people. Chile, in a zone of seismic activity, is prepared with community disaster drills, a rigid building code, and of course trained and prepared radio amateurs to provide emergency communications. Jim Linton, VK3PC, Chairman IARU Region 3 Disaster Communications Committee, says the Radio Club de Chile has recently also been involved in a volcanic eruption, earthquake and a mine disaster. And that's all I have for you this week. I'm Brian, VK3GR. Finally, on the social scene, we'll just have a look at what's happening today.
1: In VK4, it's the Central Highlands Amateur Radio Club's AGM weekend. And there's a venue change. Yes, the venue change is due to the management at Camp Fairburn double booking another group. So if you are an out-of-towner and are lost, then here's a telephone number to get you to the new correct venue. 0412... 038 033 I'll say that again 0412 038 033 and Helen and Steve will be looking forward to seeing you at the brand new venue just 25 kilometres south of Emerald at Lake Maraboon Holiday Village Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB
0: Walk softly From Australia, this has been VK1WIA And the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24 7 at wia.org.au.